this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindus in focus podcast with me amit barua your host for this episode the targeting killing of al qaeda chief ayman al zawahiri by an american missile in kabul on july 31st has raised many questions about the possible impact of this assassination It comes nearly 11 years after the US took out Al Zawahiri's boss Osama bin Laden in a ground operation in Abbottabad, Pakistan. A point of interest in both killings is that bin Laden and Al Zawahiri were hiding in plain sight in cities, one Pakistani and the other Afghan. Will this lead to a weakened Al Qaeda unable to engage in terrorist actions abroad? Will the killing give a boost to Al Qaeda offshoots like the Islamic State? Was the Taliban giving shelter to Al Zawahiri in Kabul or did they tip the Americans off about his presence? Will the Taliban now get further isolated? To answer these questions, I am joined today by R Kumar, counterterrorism specialist who retired as special secretary in India's external intelligence agency, the Research and Analysis Wing. Welcome to the Hindus in Focus podcast, Mr. Kumar. Thank you uh, Mr Barua it's a pleasure to join you on the Hindus podcast Mr Kumar my first question to you what does Ahmed Al Zawahiri's killing spell for the Al Qaeda Well I would say that uh, in a sense it weakens an already weakened or a declining organization it is of course hugely important symbolically Uh, for the united states which has uh, uh for for whom it was a if i may use the expression a prestige issue to to get both uh, bin laden and his number 2 ayman al zawahiri for what happened on september 11 uh, 2001 but then much water has flown under the bridge uh, since then and uh, after uh, the americans got bin laden uh as it is uh al qaeda was uh, substantially weakened at least organizationally by then at least the central the core leadership of al qaeda had already suffered many decapitation strikes by then uh and uh, even after that between say 2011 and 2022 another decade has passed So in that uh, period uh, Al Qaeda I dare say as a coherent as a terrorist organization uh, uh, had weakened substantially we'll come to the ideology part of it separately uh, but uh, Ayman Al Zawahiri in a sense was the last of the old stalwarts the old uh, founding members of Al Qaeda who were left uh, who was left standing so to that extent i think uh, the, the the us uh, will take a great deal of the american intelligence and security establishment will take a lot of satisfaction from finally getting their quarry uh, so so in a nutshell i would say it further uh, weakens an already uh, much weakened organization would you say his elimination is as important as that of osama bin laden in abbottabad in 2011 well uh, i would say that uh, for the uh, for the americans it is uh, if not as important it would uh, definitely 
come a close second to uh, the killing of uh, bin Laden. Uh, and of course, uh, bin Laden's, uh, the, the bin Laden operation, Operation Neptune Spear, was in a sense uh, uh, a more uh, uh, complicated effort. After all, he was uh, uh, sheltered in a, in, a, in a more fortified uh, place, uh, in a more, uh, uh, in a country where the state is supposedly uh, sort of stronger than what it was uh, or what it is in, in Afghanistan. Uh, so, uh, so in a sense, uh, the bin Laden operation was, of course, a more uh, a dramatic, more dramatic operation. It, it, it involved far more logistics and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, 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 overall, I think uh, I would say that I would, I would, tend to uh, to agree that uh, if not as important it, it's all, almost as important as the killing of of Osama bin Laden uh, mr kumar uh, news reports coming in from kabul suggest that he was killed that is zawahiri while standing on the balcony of a kabul house very much in the afghan capital and you know not at any deserted village or the mountain photos of afghanistan that we are all used to seeing on television and in print so what does that uh, suggest? Does this mean that the Taliban were sheltering him? Well, I think, uh, I mean, there's no gain saying the fact that uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri or anybody else could not just have popped up in the center of Kabul uh, without, uh, you know, the people running the show there not, what, uh, not know what was going on or who was there. It is almost... Uh, uh, similar to the question that people asked about bin Laden. I mean, uh, uh, whether the ISI was sheltering bin Laden. And I don't think uh, you really need to be uh, a genius or a great counterterrorism specialist to really to be able to answer that question. It's very difficult to, to imagine uh, that bin Laden could have been staying in the, in the, in the shadow of the uh, Pakistan Military Academy in Kapul, as it were. Uh, without uh, uh, some important people, at least, if not the entire establishment, but certainly uh, some uh, important people uh, knowing that he was there and, and facilitating uh, that stay. Uh, that is how these things work in the intelligence business. And I would uh, say that uh, uh, pretty much uh, something similar would have happened in, uh, in Kabul as well. I mean, it's not as if the entire rank and file of the Taliban uh, need to know uh, who's, uh, who, uh, who was there. Uh, but certainly uh, some people would have known. And uh, the reports definitely, the, the media reports certainly, and which is all that I'm going by, uh, do suggest that uh, uh, that particular house was uh, in some way linked to uh, the Haqqani network. So certainly... Uh, senior figures in the Haqqani network would definitely have 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 had a good idea of, of uh, who was there, and it's not very surprising that that uh, somebody like uh, uh, Dr. Zawahiri uh, made his way to uh, Kabul after the Americans withdrew from there. And this is the this is the entire issue, really. Uh, the the fears that uh, you know once. Uh, the Taliban uh, have the run of the place in Afghanistan, then definitely uh, 
terrorist organizations which had found shelter there in the past would definitely sort of uh, feel emboldened to to go back there once again and and test their luck as it were so it's not surprising that uh, this has happened and and uh, to to answer your question uh, uh, in all likelihood definitely there were elements within the within the, the larger taliban sort of uh, entity or the framework uh, who knew that uh, uh, dr zawahiri was there and we also know that uh, sirajuddin haqqani is now the interior minister of afghanistan or the, the de facto government in afghanistan that is right i mean uh, sirajuddin haqqani uh, uh, and his father uh, jalaluddin as you know have had very uh, deep and long standing ties to to al qaeda and to uh, certain other uh, sort of organizations and institutions as well uh, so uh, and i think the uh, media reports do say that uh, that house was uh, belonged to sirajuddin or some uh, close relative or associate of his mr kumar can you tell us something about you know the role of al zawahiri and what was his importance in al qaeda well uh, definitely in al qaeda uh, osama bin laden was the more charismatic figure and uh, there was also perhaps a greater legend built around him that here was this uh, rich uh, uh, you know saudi uh, multimillionaire or billionaire who would sort of spurned uh, his father's uh, sort of fortune and uh, uh, sort of uh, retreated to the caves of uh, tora bora to lead the austere life of a mujahid but uh, i think it is well known that uh, in a sense uh, perhaps the 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 brain behind uh, bin laden was uh, dr zawahiri and as uh, you and many of uh, your Uh, listeners would know uh, dr zawahiri himself has a very long uh, had a very long and distinguished uh, career in the uh, in in jihad if one may if one may say so uh, starting all uh, going all the way back to his days in the egyptian islamic jihad uh, and um, how he made his uh, how he was actually uh imprisoned and and tortured in in Anwar Sadat's Egypt uh, for his uh, extreme political views and then how during the the uh, Afghan jihad uh, he made like uh, thousands of other mujahideen volunteers uh, he made his way uh, to Pakistan where he was putting his medical skills to good use uh, treating wounded uh, uh, mujahideen and that is how he by all accounts he he met osama bin laden and after that uh, in many ways he was uh, a friend philosopher and guide to 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 bin laden and uh, by all accounts uh, he was very much uh, as much uh, a mastermind of the 911 attacks as uh, bin laden and then after 9/11 and the american invasion of afghanistan and after uh, you know bin laden and uh, osama and and uh, dr zawahiri and the other leaders of al qaeda 
slipped away from the caves of Tora Bora uh, into the federally administered tribal areas of Pakistan and beyond in 2002 or thereabouts, 2002, 2003. Uh, Bin Laden uh, had to uh, sort of severe restrictions uh, were imposed on, on Bin Laden because of the heat uh, that was turned upon him. And you would recall that uh, since that time, it was uh, Dr. Zawahiri, in a sense, who had become more of the public face of, uh, of uh, Al-Qaeda, uh, recording messages, uh, making videos, uh, transmitting propaganda messages, and so on and so forth. And of course, that uh, process uh, then uh, became more pronounced after uh, Osama bin Laden was uh, taken out. So in a sense, uh, uh, he, uh, after the, uh, the, the, the killing of bin Laden, uh, Dr. Zawahiri had pretty much become the, 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 the face and the symbol of, uh, of, of, of Al-Qaeda, albeit uh, an Al-Qaeda which, uh, whose central leadership uh, was uh, very much diminished, had very much diminished in, during the intervening years. Mr. Kumar, uh, you know, this, uh, the, we hear again and see from news reports uh, that a, the Americans used a different version of the Hellfire missile to take out uh, uh, Dr. Zawahiri in Kabul. What does this tell us about American capabilities? Uh, you know, are they able to, uh, you know, pick off individuals without causing damage to the rest of the house or the other individuals now? Yes, I think the the prima facie uh, sort of evidence would definitely suggest that. I think uh, this goes then uh, back to uh, you know the entire debate about the uh, the legality, the ethicality, the morality of these uh, drone killings, and uh, you know there has been a uh, lots of uh, there has been a substantial amount of debate about about this this modus operandi. And one of the uh, problems that the Americans have faced is that while this is a, is a, is a, is a tremendous asset, the, the, the problem is that of uh, the collateral damage. And for every one uh, single uh, sort of terrorist uh, operative you take out uh, with, 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 with a weapon of this kind, you kill a whole family or a whole uh, clan and then uh, sort of you you uh, make those many more enemies so so uh, you would have read that uh, the the latest version of the missile or whatever it is uh, it is not uh, packed with explosives but it has these uh, uh, very long uh, blades which uh, the, you know which which are so uh, targeted that uh, it just takes out a single individual uh, without causing the collateral damage. So, so all this uh, speaks of a very high, uh, uh, certainly technical capability of, uh, of uh, the American intelligence agencies, presumably the CIA, although uh, the CIA, as it always does, has not commented on this or that, uh, or that killing. But equally, I think uh, certainly uh, in the intelligence business, uh, uh, the the technical intelligence always has to be supplemented uh, by good old-fashioned ground-level human intelligence. In fact, quite often it is the 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 
uh, I mean, uh, at times it is the uh, human intelligence which is which provides the initial tip off, and then subsequently uh, the the uh, taken bills on it. And sometimes it is the other way around. And if you recall, uh, it was uh, pretty much uh, the same uh, uh, in the case of uh, Operation Neptune Spear. Uh, there was a human uh, sort of agent who, who did identify Al-Kuwaiti, the, the courier of bin Laden, uh, who was uh, actually, you know, providing him the, who was the interface between that house in uh, Abbottabad and, 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 the, and the outside world. And then it was the Tekint which sort of uh, built upon this whole exercise. So uh, from whatever one reads in, in, in the media, certainly I think uh, in this incident too, the Americans got both their human and their Tekint right. And I think that is the greater, great, the, the, the greater lesson that all this uh, holds for us. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, we need to keep our uh, intelligence capabilities uh, very finely honed uh, uh, if we are to uh, to succeed uh, in 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 uh, this uh, battle against uh, terrorist organizations. Do you think that uh, the Pakistanis would be rather relieved that Zawahiri was not found on their territory and instead he was found in Kabul? Yes, my short answer uh, would be yes. Certainly. Had he been found on Pakistani territory, it would have been the uh, uh, worst of, of the two options uh, that you maintain uh, that you mention. Uh, and of course, uh, Zawahiri really was, uh, if you uh, recall, was really no friend of uh, Pakistan in several of the messages that uh, he had uh, broadcast or transmitted. Uh, there were uh, several unflattering references uh, to to pakistan and the fact that uh, uh, you know how pakistan had had betrayed or how the isi had betrayed uh, the larger jihad uh, so certainly uh, ayman al zawahiri whatever may have been the case in the past was uh, no longer a friend of the isi so the pakistanis would would uh, i mean between the two option i think they would much rather that uh, he uh, be found uh, elsewhere rather than on their territory. Uh, Mr. Kumar, uh, my other question relates to how uh, the, you know, the world and India would now look at the Taliban because, you know, there have been constant fears that uh, the Taliban, the de facto authorities in Afghanistan now, e either they turn a blind eye or, you know, they allow the presence of people like Zawahiri on their soil. So, so what would you think? What are the implications uh, for the Taliban? Uh, you know, in in this incident. So, my own reading uh, is that uh, in any case, these assurances of the Taliban uh, in their uh, Doha Accord or whatever it was with the Americans, the so-called uh, Doha Agreement. I mean, I'm sure even the Americans were not so naive that they would take uh, uh, the Taliban's word that they would not provide, uh, uh, or they would not allow Afghan territory to be used for terrorist attacks against other countries. I'm sure even the Americans were not naive enough uh, to believe that fully. I'm sure 
uh, it was uh, taken with a pinch of salt. But at that point of time, uh, sort of uh, the Americans' compulsion of getting out of Afghanistan uh, with some kind of uh, face-saving uh, uh, sort of formula or device was uh, sort of, I think, overrode all other considerations. So I think these assurances were taken with a pinch of salt. And uh, now I think uh, perhaps they would be uh, taken with a slightly a bigger pinch of salt. Uh, that is about uh, all there is to it. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, we all need to be, uh, to be cautious. I think uh, we have uh, uh, made some uh, tentative uh, beginning towards, uh, you know, providing, I'm talking from the Indian point of view now, of providing, uh, uh, you know, the much needed humanitarian assistance to 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 the people of uh, Afghanistan, which is why we sort of uh, opened our mission there in a skeletal kind of way. Um, and of course, uh, uh, you can't do that uh, without uh, uh, sort of uh, some kind of interfacing uh, with, 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 with the uh, de facto uh, authorities in Afghanistan at this point of time. Uh, but certainly uh, that uh, does not detract uh, from the uh, issue of, uh, of, of, of terrorism and, and, and the security uh, threats that we face that uh, remain, uh, those I think remain as, as relevant, as grave, and as uh, challenging as ever, and and we need to be on guard against uh, uh, the revival of uh, uh, you know the influence of uh, terrorist organizations that directly pose a threat to our security uh, from Afghan territory. And I think uh, uh, the Al Zawahiri episode has uh, has shown uh, that we cannot we cannot afford to let our guard down. Before I let you go, Mr. Kumar, one last question that I would like to pose to you. How serious is the threat of Islamist terror to the rest of the world? Uh, is the Islamic State a much greater threat to other countries uh, than, uh, say, Al-Qaeda is? What is your sort of sense of where do these groups lie and their threat capabilities? Well... If I were to sort of, if I were to restrict myself just to the two organizations uh, that you mentioned, Al Qaeda and uh, the Islamic State or Daesh, uh, which are the two sort of uh, biggest exemplars of uh, global jihad, well, I think uh, it is a fact that uh, organizationally, both these uh, these these entities uh, have been uh, weakened over a period of time. Uh, Al-Qaeda, since uh, its overreach uh, on September 11, 2001. And uh, uh, Islamic State also, I mean, uh, uh, Islamic State, I think, or Daesh, uh, had its greatest appeal when it showed in 2013 or 14 uh, that it, uh, it, 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 it had the ability to create the, the so-called Islamic Caliphate that it talked about uh, in flesh and blood and here and now. And that was the greatest appeal, I mean, uh, which is how it was able to overshadow Al-Qaeda, uh, Al-Qaeda's uh, sort of 
vision of, of uh, uh, creating an Islamic uh, uh, or a state uh, ruled according to pure Islamic principles was, was still a, a, a distant vision. But uh, uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi and, and uh, the Islamic State showed that it, will, it could be done here and now. And, and that is why uh, uh, that accounted for the appeal of, uh, uh, for, for, for IS's appeal uh, during that period, 2013-14 and, and, uh, and after that around the world. But after the, 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 the caliphate, the so-called caliphate was physically dismantled, you saw the, the, the influence or the appeal of uh, Islamic State also decline. But uh, the problem really is that while you, the, the central leadership has been decapitated and to that extent the core of the organization uh, has been greatly uh, debilitated, uh, the, the poisonous ideology that uh, these organizations uh, uh, have espoused have really sort of spread uh, far and wide and they have spawned their own uh, regional uh, franchises or affiliates or clones or wannabes. You can call them what you will. And so whether it is uh, uh, Islamic State in the Khorasan province or uh, Al-Shabaab in, uh, in Nigeria or Ansarullah Bangla team, uh, say, closer home in, uh, in Bangladesh. These uh, offshoots and franchises or AQIS, uh, for instance, these, these branches and offshoots which uh, subscribe to the same ideology, they have, they have spread uh, uh, far and wide and they will, I think, uh, continue to pose uh, significant uh, challenges uh, to... to uh, regional uh, uh, security in the years to come. And I think uh, intelligence and security organizations uh, will remain busy in putting these uh, smaller fires out. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Kumar, for talking to the Hindus In Focus podcast. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.